What's up, world? What's up, gardeners? Welcome back to another episode of Just Grow It, the podcast. I'm your host, Big City Gardener. Today, we're talking container gardening, and I'm going to give you five things to keep in mind whenever you are getting started container gardening. So the first thing is you need to pay attention to the size of the pot. Okay, plan your plant size properly. That's a lot of peas. First off, think about the size of your plant at its full grown mature size. All right. Let's take, for example, a fruit tree. While you can plant a fruit tree in a five gallon container, it would do better and give you more fruit if you were to plant it in a larger container, 20 gallons or so. So the final size of the plant is directly related to the size of the pot that it is growing in. So is the size of your harvest. For example, if I'm growing a tomato plant and I grow a tomato plant in a one gallon container versus a five gallon container versus a 10 gallon container, it's safe to say that I will get a bigger yield from the 10 gallon or the five gallon container than I will from the one gallon container. So Keep that in mind. The second thing to pay attention to is drainage. Now, with raised beds and in-ground beds, all of that excess water, it will work its way out of the bed and away from the plants as long as it has the proper slope. But with containers, we're putting the water into the container. If we don't have the right amount of drainage holes or the right size drainage holes in our pot, What ends up happening is our pot retains so much of that moisture. Now, roots are just like human lungs, okay? They need oxygen. And if we keep these roots submerged in water, they're not getting any oxygen, and you're going to end up drowning and killing your plant. So if you have a new plant, you just put it in a container and you've been watering it and you notice like, hey, man, this looks like it's dying. You need to check to ensure that you have proper drainage. So all you need to do, grab a pot and usually the pots come with cutouts for the drainage holes. If not, get a drill, get a nail, get a hammer and just bang some holes in the bottom of the pot. Now, you can never have too many holes, but you can have holes that are too large. And whenever you have holes that are too large, you're going to need to put something down at the bottom of the pot to make sure that all of your potting mix is not falling out of that container. And that brings us to the third thing we need to pay attention to, and that is the potting soil that we use. Notice I said potting soil and not garden soil or in-ground bed soil or raised bed soil. No, we want potting soil. And the potting soil is usually going to be a soilless mix, meaning it's going to be, it's going to have a base of cocoa, core, or a base of peat moss and not contain as much organic matter as our in-ground soil would. And that's good, right? Because The cocoa core and the perlite and the peat moss, they don't necessarily retain as much moisture as our in-ground soil does. And that is what we want. We want to make sure we are using a potting soil that promotes proper drainage, okay, and promotes no waterlogged soils. So pay attention to the soil that you are using and make sure you are using potting soil. We can talk about making our own potting soil or coming up with our own potting mix in a different episode. 
Oh, one thing that you'll notice when you go to the stores is that there is 50 million different varieties of potting soil. They'll even sell you potting soil depending on exactly what it is that you are growing. So they'll sell you potting soil for succulents, for orchids, for, I don't know, citrus trees. Normally, I don't buy the specialized potting soils. I just stick to a basic potting soil and then I can amend it with whatever I need or whatever I see fit after I buy it and take it home. The fourth thing to pay attention to is watering. If you plant three plants, let's say three broccoli plants, we plant one in a raised bed, one in an in-ground bed, and one in a container, the plant in the container will need more water more frequently than the in-ground bed and the raised bed. It's just how it works. Sometimes it has to do with the material that the containers are made out of. A lot of times it has to do with the fact that there is just not as much soil, so it's not able to retain as much moisture. But whatever the reason is, just know that you will have to water your containers more often and more frequently than you would a raised bed or an in-ground bed. Cool. And the fifth thing to pay attention to is fertilizer and how we actually fertilize our container plants. So with raised beds, with in-ground beds, you'll always hear me recommend you use a lot of slow-release organic granular fertilizers. Now, I use those with my containers as well, but I make sure that I am also watering or using a liquid fertilizer with these plants as well. That's just because when I have the container, whenever I water the container, a lot of my organic slow-release amendments, they can get washed out of the drainage holes out of the bottom. And then my plant could look as if it's malnourished or lacking certain nutrients. But if I use a liquid fertilizer, I can ensure that the plant gets all of the nutrients that it needs at that time and I'm also allowed the slow release and the granular fertilizers to work and do their thing as well. But I don't solely rely on those fertilizers. Now, how often do I apply a organic liquid fertilizer? It really depends on what I am growing. But for something like a tomato, I may apply a liquid fertilizer once or twice a month. And for things like my fruit trees, they may only get a liquid fertilizer once every two months or once every three months. It really just depends. And like I said before, just because I'm using this organic liquid fertilizer, I am not omitting any slow release granular fertilizers, right? I'm still going to mix in some worm castings. I'll still drop in some nice granular slow release organic fertilizers and I'll still top dress with compost. But I will, like I said, will not solely rely on those. That's it. Those are five things to keep in mind whenever you get started container gardening. And you know what to do if you found this informative, liked it, enjoyed it, share it, tell a friend, do all that good stuff. And don't forget to just grow it. I'll see you and talk to you guys next time. Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And if you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview, send the name over, put it in the comments, or send me an email, igrow at Big City Gardener. And check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms, Big City Gardener. 
We out. Oh, almost forgot. Just grow it. <laughs>